Welcome to Talking Shop, the podcast all about Adobe Photoshop. Brought to you by learningphotoshop.cc. Here's your host, Dave Cross. It's episode 39 of Talking Shop, the podcast all about Photoshop. I'm Dave Cross, and in this episode, we'll be talking about how to think like Photoshop and be your own stock agency. Welcome to the podcast where I talk about things to do with Adobe Photoshop, sometimes by myself, like today, and other times interviewing some of my friends and colleagues who are also in the world of teaching and working with Photoshop. This time around, I want to touch on a topic which is near and dear to my heart. If you've listened to more than one episode of this podcast, you've probably heard me talk about this in one form or another, and that is to think like Photoshop. So the reason I wanted this came up to talk about today is because yesterday I had uh, twice a month with my uh, on learningphotoshop.cc member site, we have office hours, which are live Q&A sessions. People send in questions or ask them live, and I do my best to answer them. And one of the members, Jim, sent in a question. He deals with, uh, consults with a lot of people who do yearbook production. And their question that he passed on to me was that they're noticing a trend with some kids where in group photos, someone flashes a gang sign or a vaping sign or something that the administration decides is not necessarily appropriate, but it's also in the kind of photograph where they're just not able to reassemble the group and take another photo. So the question they asked Jim was, how do we take out this girl's hands when she's doing this sign? And I came up with an answer, but it it leads a little more than just the technique itself. And that is, this is a perfect example of the way we have to think like Photoshop. So anytime you're looking at something, a, a challenge, and you think to yourself, I have to take that out, I have to remove it, I have to cut that out, anything of that nature, or you get a request from a client or a friend that says, can you take this out of the photograph? Can you take my glasses off my face? Anything like that. What we really should be thinking is, I need to cover that up so it looks like it wasn't there. Because technically, you can't really cut something out of a photograph. Well, you could, but it would leave a hole because it's like if you took a pair of scissors with a magazine photograph and cut out someone's face, there would be a hole in the piece of paper where there used to be someone's face. You don't see the underlying photograph down below. So we need to find ways of covering it up, whatever that element is, in this case, the gang sign, so it looks like it wasn't there. So my suggestion was to go and find some other photograph where you could use that. So I went on to Adobe Stock and I searched for teen students. And then I think I searched for teen students holding books. And a, a bunch of group photographs came up with kids holding books at different angles. And I looked at one of them. I thought, oh, that one's perfect. I could grab just her wrist and hand and the book. And when I drag that over to the other photograph and blend it in with masking, it nicely covers up the offending hand and replace it with one that looks more natural. Now, it would probably also require a bit of scaling and, and color correcting, etc. But the point is, what's the alternative? There's no filter that says change her fingers to a more pleasing sign, like a 
okay sign or something. So we have to cover it up. We have to find some other element, some other pixels somewhere that allow us to do that. Now, this reminded me, I hadn't thought about this, but it reminded me of how there are still people who don't quite get that and you get requests. I know you'll, you've probably heard this yourself where someone asks you to do something and they put the word just and they say, can you just, like the example I mentioned before, can you just take my glasses off my face? Well, gosh, could you possibly think of a more challenging thing to do? Is it possible? Yes, but it would take an awful long time. And some of the requests I remember one time, now to be fair, this was quite a long time ago, but still, this gentleman came into a, a place I was working at the time and he had with him a photograph of a small little house he was trying to sell. And he asked if we could scan in the photograph for him. And so I did. And then he said, now, can you flip it over? And I was like, flip it over so the house would be upside down? He said, no, no, so I can see the back of the house. And I was like, wow, if, if I could do that, I'd be a billionaire <laughs> if I had some ability to take a photograph that had been printed and somehow look around the back of it and see the side in the back of the house, that would be miraculous. But he just wasn't thinking about the fact that it's still a photograph and there are those, there are just those pixels unless it was a somehow specialty 3D photograph that we can get today. But the point is, as people using Photoshop and helping others understand Photoshop better, we need to start thinking that way in terms of, and I can't overstate the fact that it's the idea of saying, cover up, you know, use elements that you have elsewhere, even if you have to go looking for them in things like stock photos. Now, in this particular case, uh, the example of the, the gang sign, I had to cover up the existing hand. So I did, in fact, use Content-Aware Fill, which did a really nice job of covering up her hand, but now it looked like she or she had no hand at all. But that was okay, because then I took the other hand from the other photograph, the one holding the book, dragged it over, did some pre-transforming, some masking to make it work. And I didn't do this in the office hours because of time, but I normally would have then, I looked closely and thought, okay, the new hand doesn't look quite as pinkish as the existing hand, so I would have had to do a slight adjustment there. But the point was I was combining the Photoshop technology that allowed me to cover up areas so that then when I brought the new arm and elbow and hand over, it allowed me to blend it in and make it look pretty effective, I think, pretty quickly. Now, this idea of going and looking for replacement pixels elsewhere made me think of another idea, which I will share with you. But first, it's time for the tip of the week. This week's tip is available in Photoshop 2020, the latest version, and it's a feature that people have been asking for for a long time, and that is the ability to rotate a brush using the keyboard. So instead of having to go back up to the brush controls to change the angle, all you have to do is press the arrow keys on your keyboard, and each time you do, it will rotate the brush. And the, if you want to rotate a little faster, hold down the shift key and 
press one of those arrow keys and it'll rotate even faster. It's really cool. With short tutorials, in-depth multi-lesson courses, and live Q&A sessions, LearningPhotoshop.cc provides the Photoshop training you need to succeed. The idea of going to search on stock photographs to find replacement parts and replacement pixels to cover up things you're trying to fix and retouch, although it's a good one, it could be pretty expensive to go and purchase a stock photo where all you really need is a hand or an elbow or whatever it might be. So this makes me think that we could be our own stock website or stock photography agency by deliberately thinking about collecting those type of replacement parts. And here's what I mean by that. Imagine you're doing a senior portrait and you've got a young student in out for a photo shoot and you have your student out with you for a photo shoot and you're taking your traditional photographs, but then you ask them, hey, just give me, do me a favor and put your hand out this way and turn your hand this way and put your elbow out here. And you actually take photographs, as odd as it sounds, of these replacement parts like hands, make, have them holding a book or a baseball or a baseball mitt or a bat or a hockey stick or whatever it might be, and then take some photos of their feet. And then maybe the cloth of their jacket hanging down. I know this sounds really strange, but think about it. If you're able to build up your own inventory of these type of photographs, stick them in a folder somewhere, the next time that you run into the problem like Jim did, where they were saying, how do we take out, quote unquote, or remove this girl's hand? Well, you know, the answer is you can't, but I happen to have some possibilities right here in this folder that I could then apply. So part of thinking like Photoshop, I believe, is also thinking about it when you've got the camera in your hand. And I've talked about this for years where I would mention that I would be almost imagining a layer. So for example, I'm walking around town and I see an alleyway and I'm thinking that would be a really cool background. So I go on and I shoot that alleyway from several different heights and angles so I have some options when it comes to compositing. But then along the way, I see a doorway or a light or something else in that alleyway, and I'm going to shoot those as separate elements just in case I choose to use them somewhere else. And that's not even thinking at this point about replacement parts. That's just thinking about compositing parts. But that, that idea of looking through the lens of Photoshop, if you will. So instead of just saying, well, this is a pretty boring wall, think of it as, but the pattern in that wall or the crack along that pavement could be used somewhere else. Now that Photoshop is even better than it used to be at creating patterns, I often look at textures where I'll just say, I might not use this color of wall because it's a really weird shade of purple, but I love the texture and I love the way the paint is cracking, whatever it might be, because it is possible, of course, to change that photograph to grayscale and then overlay it as a layer and change a blend mode. So now I've got a really cool texture thing happening. So that's why I coined the term and I used it in a, a previous podcast of Photoshop photography, where I talked about this a little more about the whole idea of combining camera and Photoshop together. Don't think of them as separate pieces. Don't think of Photoshop as the thing you can use if you need to fix a photograph, but it's part of the process. And, and if, I think if you think that way, 
than even just walking around your own neighborhood, which you probably have walked around many times and you've probably written off. There's nothing interesting here to take a photograph of. Yeah, if you were thinking of a standalone photograph, perhaps not. But if you started looking at it differently and thinking, what about that, those colors over there or that pattern on the wall or the way that the shadows are happening? I mean, there are so many possibilities, including things like overlaying textures or make using a, a crazy pattern of branches to end up making a border around a photograph. I mean, there's endless possibilities. A long time ago, back in 2006, I wrote a book called Photoshop finishing touches. And in that, one of the techniques I used was to take a photograph that looked really weird because it was just a bunch of crazy tangled up branches and use that and an adjustment layer called threshold to make a really cool looking border around the photograph. So there's endless possibilities. Now, the other side to this concept is you may have to go and buy a bit more storage because <laughs> if you're constantly adding more photographs to a photo shoot, and by the way, going back to that idea for one more moment, I'd almost consider taking my children and their friends and my adult friends and just going out and having a, I wouldn't call it this to them, but <laughs> having a body part shooting party where I'm just going to put together a huge collection of all the hands and arms and legs and feet and shoes and things that I could possibly imagine just so I have them available to me. Hmm. Sounds like an idea for a new website. It's like the Retoucher's Stock Replacement Collection. Hmm, I have to think about that one a little further. Anyway, so the next time someone is asking you to take something out or cover something up, start putting your Think Like Photoshop hat on and see if you can't come up with ways to cover up using those replacement parts that you're out there shooting. Thank you so much for listening. As always, if you haven't done so, I'd love it if you could go and leave a review or and or tell your Photoshop using friends about this podcast. I love sharing ideas with people with the goal of helping everyone get better at Photoshop. I'm Dave Cross. We'll see you next time. Please subscribe and tell your Photoshop using friends. Find us at TalkingShop.show. This podcast is not authorized, endorsed, or sponsored by Adobe, publisher of Photoshop.